Welcome to the Product Boss Podcast, where we help product-based businesses grow their sales and improve their strategies. Hey, everyone. I want to introduce you to my co-host and biz bestie, Mina Kunlositev, an Amazon guru that has built a multi-six-figure product-based business. In introducing the other half of the product boss, Jacqueline Snyder, she has helped launch and grow over 500 fashion apparel and accessory brands, even one of her own. And together, we share our inventory of secret weapons that will help you dig deep and do the work it takes. Are you ready? Let's build together. Hey, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Product Boss Podcast. I'm your host, Jacqueline Snyder, with my in-person co-host, Mina Kunla-Sitep. Hey, Mina. Hey, Jacqueline. And in person, in Iowa, we're in my garage, and the kids, (laughs) social distancing, the kids are playing with each other outside, so you hear a little bit from them, but this is a super exciting episode to be recording. So if you want to see what we look like, head over to our Instagram at the product boss. We'll post our our garage setup, but I am currently driving across America from New Jersey to California, where James, my husband and I are both from. And of course we had to stop in Iowa and Mina and I want to knock out maybe two to three podcasts. Mm-hmm. episode. So we are socially distancing in her garage and we're wearing loud mics. So if you hear sound, kids, wind, dog barking, you know why. <laughs> <laughs> All the things, everything. So we wanted to jump into this episode with you um, while we are in Q4. Um, we know that it's a super busy time for all of you right now. And it's been a bit of a tumultuous year. Uh, uh-huh. 2020 has been full of unexpected wins um, and, you know, losses or changes. And so we really wanted to sit down for a second and review where we where we started, where we've come from, sort of the wins for us. Because in our masterminds, how we kick off every single session with our masterminders is we start with what are your wins. And sometimes it's hard for you to think really quickly, like, what was my win? And if you can't find it on a business level, you can find it on a personal level. So we want to talk to you a little bit about your wins and and have you, do you want to talk about that, like reflecting on it? Yeah, I think that as we head into fourth quarter, one of the major things that we're seeing with our product bosses, ourselves and everything is it's so much change at once. It kind of bogs you down. Because you get bogged down by all the amount of decisions that you have to make and always feeling like you have to be on in a way. And I think that a good motivator is just taking a minute to catch your breath and reflect on what's been happening. What are some wins? What are maybe some things you didn't, you know, you said losses or failures, but it's really not that, you know, there's something that's to be gained from everything that's happening. So um, that's what we're digging for here to keep us moving. Right. So first, let's start this like a mastermind. And okay. I'm going to start it with how we would start every, every two weeks we meet our masterminds. And we start it with what's your win? Mm-hmm. So I'm going to ask you all, what is your win? So think about it, whether you want to think about your win in the context of, you know, the last two weeks, perhaps. Um, of your business or personal life, if you want to think about it from reflecting from the beginning of 2020 to, to now, to now, to now, <laughs> I made it into one new word. It feels like five years within the year, you know, yeah. but we really want you to just think, pause for a second. You, you want to pause the podcast for a second and just think, what is my win? And you could say it out loud. That's what we would say in the mastermind. So Mina, should we start with like our, just if we were in a mastermind, what, what's your win, Mina? 
How about you start? What's your win? My win is that I did not have a nervous breakdown packing my house mm-hmm. and packing for, we're kind of going for, my husband's a Broadway actor and Broadway is, they've just made an announcement. It's not opening until at least the summer. We're expecting the fall of 2021. So we decided to pack up our car indefinitely, ship some stuff and head in a car and get here. So that's a personal win that I was able to get our house ready and we're really enjoying each other and going on the road. And I think a business win is um, that I'm able to do this with you in person. And we're mm-hmm. figuring out, we're kind of also the same thing. We're figuring out, you know, the technology and yeah. the garage. So what's your win? I think similar. I think a really big personal win for me is getting into the stride with the, my family with virtual school. It's been such a challenge. Um, business wins to me come a lot easier <laughs> because they are, I don't know, just simpler, I feel like. And then... You know, when you throw in kids, you throw in spouse, you throw in, you know, this, my husband works outside the house. It's just a lot of wild cards that have to consistently be figured out. And so I feel like that's a really big win because the kids, and I do truly believe that you're so, the kids are so influenced by their parents, how they approach something, how they speak about something, how they talk about something. And so we've really been um, encouraging of, you know, you have your friends on Chromebook and this is so exciting and, you know, we're a team and, you know, I know it's not ideal that you don't get to see them in person, but this is just for this year, for example, if they don't go back in the, in January. And so whenever we hear somebody ask, so my family actually, not all of them are virtual. Whenever we hear them ask, how are you liking school? How do you, you know, do you like virtual school? They're, um, they're mostly like the kids will be like, oh, we love it. Or we have so many friends online or whatever else. So it makes me proud to feel like they're doing it, you know, and they're loving it. And we're helping to encourage them to make that happen. Yeah. I'll say another win just recently because Mina and I have had this business for three years together. We've been friends for, I feel like almost four now at this point. Mm -hmm. We're like edging on our fourth anniversary of meeting each other. Our families have not met ever. Our husbands have never met. Uh-huh. I met your husband really quickly uh, in March when I came here right before the pandemic hit. You met uh-huh. James last fall. Briefly, too. Really briefly, too, coming from New York. So we've built these this business together, um, our own mini empire. And yesterday, our families finally met. Our kids really like each other. Uh huh. Our husbands really like each other. James yeah, last night we shared a meal, yeah, which James, is super exciting. Mina's husband's name is Bacon. It's his nickname. But James goes, are we... Does this mean we're going to be like best friends? We said it to him last night. So I think that that's a win too, like from a social level that we know that um, while we live in different states that, you know, as life changes and we get back to being able to see each other, that our families also get along, which for me was awesome because, you know, it could have been awkward. Yeah, it could have been. I think we had a good gauge on how to introduce them to each other. They've seen each other online. Um, not our husbands, though, not, not husbands, too much. Our husbands yeah. really vibe because, you know, mm-hmm. guys, there's different types of guys out there. I mean, I've got friends yeah. and husbands that they don't necessarily get along. So that's, that's awesome. true. Yeah, it was great. And who would have thought, because Jacqueline and I, we met, we she came here in person in March because we were supposed to go to social media marketing world. We did not go on that trip. We lost thousands of dollars. Because it was right when the pandemic was hitting the States. Yeah. And we both freaked out the night before we were leaving. We're like, do we fly to San Francisco and San Diego? Because the pandemic was actually hitting in California. Yeah. And, and right. 
We didn't go on the flights, so we lost the money on the flights. We lost the money on the conference tickets, but we decided not to do it. And it was before the pandemic wasn't until March 15th was when it was marked as our 14th um, when it was declared a pandemic. And this was March 1st through the 3rd was the conference. So it was where nobody really understood why we were making that decision. Yeah, we were, we were odd. We even recorded a podcast episode that week with um, one of our masterminders with Larissa Loden, because we were talking about how are we going to handle this together? And we were thinking about areas, but we were, we also thought it's way too soon. And then Mm -hmm. quickly within what, 10, 15 days, um, the whole world changed. So it's really interesting in the middle of the pandemic to be able to drive to your house and, um, and stop here and just, it's, it's weird. It's like time never passed also, even though the world has literally. So. <laughs> All right. So we, so I hope that you were able to pull out a win for yourself. And even if it's a very simple win, like, like me, I, I didn't have a panic attack. <laughs> while packing my car. So we wanted to do that. So what we'd like to do um, in this episode with you is we want to reflect on as a business, our wins and our growth over the last year, mm-hmm. right? 2020. It was, it was scary in the beginning. We had plans that we made. We planned out all of 2020, um, you know, January, February, and then March, everything changed. Um, but it's been an incredible year. And we, we but are, it's only been seven months. Yeah. And we're just shy of our 200th episode. Yeah. So um, we think it's a really great time in Q4 for us to reflect a little bit. And you probably are all so busy prepping for the holidays that we wanted this to be a fun and easy episode for you as well. Yeah. And I think that it is, you know, since we're in person, I kind of push this idea, right? Push the idea of celebrating our wins. And it's a little bit, do we share our wins? Because, you know, it's service talking to product and it's not something where we can, our wins are not shipping out a bunch of stuff, though we do coach on all that stuff. But I wanted to make sure that everybody understood the value of reflecting and celebrating. Because I think that with all of us, with small wins, small, um, big wins, we never actually celebrate oftentimes. Yeah. So this is the opportunity since we're in person to kind of bring you into our world and what we've seen in finding our wins and how to do that for yourself. Yeah. And it's been a year of, I think it felt like we were treading water almost. Yeah. Which is a big, huge part of it. We were joking about this last night while everybody was baking sour, learning how to bake sourdough (laughs) and crafting and banana bread Yeah, and all the hobbies they were doing. Like we love that. So many of you were selling, um, you know, we, we were coaching all of you on how to sell your product or your raw good is like, you know, raw goods to do be hobbies. You know, you know, like, we were just like, I literally felt like we have to keep treading water so we don't drown. We, we didn't know what was going to happen. All we knew is that we needed to continue to support our community through it because it was such an unprecedented time and nobody knew how to handle it. So all we thought was like, we just need to stay ahead of this for, for all of you. So um, it is kind of nice because it, Q4 is really busy for our community. And for Mina and I, for the product boss, we're actually, our goal for Q4 is really to continue to support you, but it's a bit of a quieter time for us in our business. Mm-hmm. And so it, it has allowed us this, this chance to come up for air, breathe and reflect. So let's do it. Yeah, let's do it. So first one I'd like to share is that when Jacqueline was coming here, I actually had our assistant pull all these wins for us. And I feel like that's a win in itself because normally I would go pull this information myself and now look at me like a boss having our assistant do it, you know? So thank you. That's shout out to Sarah. Um, (laughs) So many of you that have gone through our challenges, Sarah's our community manager and 
Um, she's the one that's on our inbox. And I think as Nina and I are growing our team, we're really learning to start to, I mean, we've, we've had our own teams for our other businesses as well, but this business we've really built ourselves and created so much of it. So we started learning how, as the community's grown and how our courses and everything, our business has grown, we've learned how to start to delegate. So yeah. I do love that because Nina, Nina was like, I didn't have to go look all this up. Sarah helped me look it up. So. Yeah. So that's a win in itself. And we'll kind of, should we circle back to the team and sure. the, its growth? Okay. So the first one is that we actually 10 X our Instagram following. So back in January, we started off this year around 3000 followers and now we're at 17,000 followers, almost just shy of 17,000, which is roughly five times growth, Amazing. which is a huge win. Because it's a slog. Instagram is a slog. And let, me, let me give you. Let me let me break that down for you in years um, of, of when we did this. So we're we're nearing the end of 2020. So last year was 2019. So 2018, we formed the business in January. Um, it took us an entire year from January 2018 to January 2019 to hit a thousand followers. Yeah, I remember. So for all of you that are kind of starting or just starting to lean into your Instagram, it was an entire year to get to a thousand followers. And then let's call it from January 19 to January 2020, it was 3,000 followers. Yeah. So the exponential growth has been in this year. We're not even done with the year. And we've gone from 3,000 followers to almost 17,000 followers. It's yeah. Thing. It is. But it just goes to show you like energy, money flows or followers flow or energy flows where you put it. You know, so I think that it's a matter. We never focused on Instagram before. It was kind of like we approached it a little bit like we always have approach it podcast first, which I feel like was very smart on our part, but social media is social media. It's always there and it keeps changing. So I think that this year we did focus on it more. It also came out with a bunch of new features. It did. Um, and so that helps with us kind of playing around with it. That's how I look at Instagram and Facebook is that it's a little bit of our creative playground mm -hmm. of what, how we want to do strategy. So luckily we've grown from that. So when you're thinking, um, cause if you've been in any of our courses or if you've worked with us in any sort of way, we constantly, I mean, it's very good at this, like teaching how to audit, audit yourself, reflecting on being your years. So I'd love for you to also calculate your growth. We know you've all grown. I guarantee zero of you are stagnant. Right? Mm -hmm. Even if you've gained one follower, there's no way that you would be stagnant on this. So I would love for you to reflect your growth and then you know calculate it, multiply it. If you were 150 people and now you're at 300, you've 2 x your Instagram following. So celebrate that. And, I, and we really wanted to share um, the 1,000 to 3,000 to 17,000. Not saying mm -hmm. that growth is for everyone, but um, that it's that we're able to just start, we reflect on it and that you know you're not alone in terms of how... <laughs> How hard it is to grow on Instagram. It is really hard. Uh, which brings us to our next one. And I think I want to share the actual numbers on this because I think we're going to share it by the time we air this episode. Uh, but it's our email list number. Okay. So right now we're sitting at just barely shy of 20,000 subscribers. When we started off this year, it was only at 3,267. I have always felt like our Instagram and our email has hovered around the same number. Always. Um, I... It, just coincidentally, because I don't think that that translates in every case. It doesn't, but for some reason, I've always, and also like our downloads and stuff, like uh -huh. the numbers have seen kind of consistent as we download start our podcast. So that's incredible. So again, email. So that's 6x growth. 6x. Uh -huh. So it's so 
I mean, I guess, yes, we're 20. Mm -hmm. Um, It is so hard to grow your email list as well. You know it. We know you're all like trying. And so Mina and I have done a lot of different things to grow our email list. Mm -hmm. I will tell you that Mina and I spend money on ads because we're a service-based business, we're a a podcast. Um, So we do have ad money that goes towards ads that helps us with this growth. Uh But nonetheless, it's amazing. It is. And I'm way more... I guess it's kind of split. The reason why I'm so proud of this email list one is because we will walk into fourth quarter and walk out of 2020 with a big list, which feels like an immense amount of pressure is off of us because we own that list, right? Whereas with Instagram, we don't know. We don't know what's going to happen in 2021, but 2020, we have a list of right now it stands at 20,000, but it's probably only going to grow from here. And then that will only get more and more from going into fourth quarter. And then we're leaving the year 2020 with a really substantial email list and having that in like holding that feels so good. Yeah. And and we've talked about this too, in terms of emails, that it, it comes down to numbers of um, when you're all thinking about when you're growing your list the percentage of conversion for when you're trying to sell your products for email list. So I think for us, the the fact that we're at 20,000 people on our list, and listen, Mina and I will lose, there's my dog, we'll see. <laughs> um, Mina and I will lose, you know, sometimes we'll lose, a hun- we'll gain 100 people in a day and we'll lose 100 people or, you know, we'll subscribers, gain subscribers yeah. yeah, we'll gain 150 subscribers, we'll lose 100 of them. You know, we've talked to you about your list as well. Like it's, it's a, it's a living, breathing kind of organism in a uh-huh. way and we have other ways to contact our um, community as well. So yeah, I mean, 20,000 people, I don't think I've ever... I mean, none of my businesses have ever had that many people. Never. And it's such a huge asset. I mean, when you're thinking about if you're a product business and you're going to sell your business, for example, your email list always comes into play. Right. You know, and I know social media, people get so focused on the the numbers of that. But really, the thing that matters is your email subscribers. So yay, 20,000. Yep, 20,000 in 2020. When we talk about video because Mina has talked about how this is a year of video. That's why when she did her video a couple mm-hmm. weeks, she did one of our first videos to our email list. For how? Hot tip Tuesday. For hot tip. I, she was like, I was like, she just, you just literally sent a video to 20,000 people. <laughs> right? It's crazy. It's like bigger than a concert hall. So, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So now we're going to jump into some podcast wins. And I feel like these numbers seem so low, but they're not. So we released 70 episodes so far this year, and we're just short of the our 200th episode. It feels like a million episodes. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> well, we stepped it up too. So this year we decided to do two episodes a week. Or it did, yeah, which is another one that um, Sarah had put on here. And she said that we added female founder. You know what? Round of applause for adding female founder. Because we first released female founder July 6th of 2020. And look at how much, you know, that's like doubling our output, but it's, I feel like it's really helped people to connect in our community. Yeah. There's all around, it's been so good. Yeah. Connect and, and, and also lifting up our community. Like we really, we decided this year in June with Black Lives Matter and, and mm-hmm. um, that movement that all we wanted to do was as we, as we continue to grow our community, grow our platform, grow our reach. As you can see, one of our goals is if we're given this, we're not, I mean, we're not given this, but we've created this platform with a reach that we wanted to share this platform with our community. So um, we really wanted to do the female founders because as women business owners, like that's our goal too, to help. I mean, we love all of you, but our goal is really to amplify 
um, and lift up the female business owners that we work with. Yeah. Um, for those of you that follow us on social media, when did we hit 5,100 downloads? 500,000 downloads? That was our first reels. Yeah. So, let's see. So, here. we're talking about the podcast. So, the podcast, we hit half a million downloads, which was also bonkers bananas. And we did that on, I'll tell you because it's on our reels. So we have to go onto our actual feed, I feel like, to see that reels when it was posted. So that was crazy because do you have our downloads from the beginning of the year? I do. That's okay. August 7th. August 7th, we hit half a million downloads. So in January, since January though, we have 250% grown our downloads per month. Wow. Which is crazy. And since August we have stayed at that 250%. So that's pretty amazing, right? Yeah. I mean, I think last week you said our episode was the most downloaded episode we've ever had. I mean, it's crazy. Like we, we love it and we love it so much. And so, you know, I guess you say it's a year of video, but it's also our year of just showing up and yeah. continuously showing up in, in so many places for our community. And so you can see it reflected in these amazing stats. Yeah, for sure. Um, and then of course, November 5th will be our 200th episode, which is crazy because it feels like 2000, but at the same time, we can never, (laughs) (laughs) um, and then we move to some financial goals and I, we won't be getting into like the actual numbers on this one, but we hit our best goal. So we do our goals, good, better, best. And we hit our best goal for both August and September which is amazing because it shows you the potential of this business. Right. Yeah. And, you know, we've always felt like kind of uh, perplexed at how all of a sudden this business took over most of our week. Yeah. And our- <laughs> we, used to, yeah, we used to fully dedicate. Like how did this happen? <laughs> and now it feels like it's right. You know, it feels like, of course, because that's, you know, the direction it's going. So that was felt really good. It felt really rewarding. And I think that everybody should um, celebrate their their financial goals. Um, financial goals are much easier to wrap your mind around. So when we talk about financial goals, even when it comes to our masterminds, sometimes it's even okay if you if you don't think about your finances, if it's not a revenue goal, but instead it's a numbers goal of this many followers or this many subscribers. But the whole reason why it's easier to think about financial goals is because you really have to be thinking about those needle moving activities. And that usually has to do with revenue and your bottom line. Yeah. So I actually, if you heard me get up and clink around because I'm wearing a necklace and we're wearing lavalier mics to try and (laughs) record and not share a microphone together. So we've really, really gotten into the tech, but I'm going to tell you, Mina, I want to tell you the actual percentage that we've asked our company from where we were in January Okay. to um, where we are today. Okay. That sounds perfect. Jacqueline and I actually go over our P&L, which is profit and loss statements. And I think that for all of you that are doing this, this is a good place to start to try to look for your win or to try to look for anything that is not tracked does not grow. Right. And the thing is we track this because the amount of time we actually put into this this, uh, business, this podcast, this community. And I think that that helps us emotionally, mentally, physically to know that that is showing up in our best goals. 
Okay. So our total income in January of 2020 to our total income, just monthly, our overall income, we, uh, 7.5, so seven and a half times the amount so that we made. Seven and a half times. So that's 750%. Is that the same thing? <laughs> oh my gosh, my brain. Who, who am I? Um, let, me, let me go 750% and see if that equals it. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Right. So yeah. We're geniuses. I know. Right. right? This is why we have people bring us the sheets. This is why we have calculators. <laughs> um, yeah. So seven hundred and fifty percent our revenue that we started in January, and then that we ended up getting to in September. So we know a lot of you have done really well this year. I know a lot of you have taken hits, and some months are really bad. We know. We know. Well, I would say we know a lot of you. A lot of our students share their numbers with us, so they'll hit big wins like their first four figures, our first five figures months, our first six figure mm-hmm. months, and they'll be yeah. So listen, if you guys have a, a, a financial win, if you're like, I can't tell anybody this, but myself, then please DM us if you want to share a win with somebody, because we love hearing your revenue, your revenue wins. Like we want you to be proud of yourself. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that on last week's episode, you heard about the money motivation episode and, and thinking about, you know, at the end of the day, we're all businesses here and we all are contributing to our households and, you know, it's time and energy, energy that we could put elsewhere. So really helping to contribute financially, I think is super important for somebody who thinks of their business as a business, right? Because it keeps you going. Yeah. So congratulations. Because that's... Thank you. Should we pop the champagne? We we do have... So here's another thing I want to share with you. We have a Vuv Clicquot. I don't know if I even said it right, but it's, you know, the really fancy bottle. It's uh, real champagne. It's real champagne. It's not mean as garage champ- or uh, <laughs> gas station gas champagne. <laughs> <laughs> celebrated and this is actually a real bottle of champagne in a garage, though. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You're right. With a cork, though. This has a cork. Um, and so I, I want to share this with you. And I actually took this from, I think, Rachel Hollis talked about it in one of the books back in the day that I read. Um, and I decided to do this. So I took this expensive bottle of champagne and I wrote in Sharpie on the neck of it, um, a revenue goal. And I was like, when we hit this revenue goal, I want to pop it. Mm-hmm. And um, I did not think that we would hit that revenue goal by September. By August. We hit it by August. No, we hit it by September. Mm, yeah. Yeah. So okay, within nine September. months during 2020 that we would hit our revenue goal. Um, and I mean, it's champagne worthy. And so I'm uh-huh. it's, it's crazy. We don't even know where we're going to be, you know, post this. So we're going to have to like, drawn another bottle. So if there's something for you that you want to celebrate and you want to have a number, it's, you know, if you want to talk about the secret, putting it out there, you want a yeah. board or a vision board, or you want to put it on champagne or whatever it is, um, go ahead and do that for yourself because it, it, it's just that little gift you're going to give yourself and sell and celebrate as we're trying to do in this episode. Yeah. Also it gives you like a target point, right? Because, you know, we're celebrating here, but it, this revenue goal did not come without hard work or output or, or crying. <laughs> we're, yeah. You we and me crying, our kids crying. <laughs> <laughs> our husband's crying in secret, I'm sure. Yeah, I, know, I have to homeschool these kids while our, my wife is laughing in the room. 
I know. I know. My husband always says that he's like, you know, you're just like, you go in there, you shut the door and you're like cackling it up. <laughs> so funny because that's the thing. Like we both record our podcasts in our offices, but they're in our homes. And like we asked me and his oldest daughter, you know, what do we do? She's like, well, you just go in there and you talk Jack and you laugh. That's business, which is awesome. It is. Right. Okay. So that was really big. That's an awesome celebration right there, which moves us to our next big thing to celebrate. And this is a big one. Um, I, and that is that we started Bosses and Breakfast. Mm. So Bosses and Breakfast came kind of organically because we thought, how can we spend a little bit of time over coffee talking to our community? Now, I don't think you guys realize how many times I've tried to cut Bosses and Breakfast. Oh, so many times. <laughs> so many times when my output is feeling really low, my bandwidth is, you know, max capacity. I'm like, you know what? Let's cut bosses and breakfast. But I was really impressed with us because Jacqueline, this last bosses breakfast said, you know what? This is our 13th bosses and breakfast. And I was like, whoa, look at us. Right. And that just shows you the power of consistency, but it's actually worked a bit of magic because we even thought about changing the format making it more talk show hosty. But at the same time, people were like, I really like the questions answers format. And I think it's because what happens is that they enjoy sharing a coffee with us, but they also have nobody to talk business with. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's a big void for a lot of business owners. And so it's like, we're, we're just starting off the day with some business talk. Yeah. And I think that's really helpful. So we started that July 1st. So it was just mid-year and we've already hit, you know, 13 weeks. Yeah. I mean, it's 14. This I don't even know where I'm going to be in the country. Yeah. I have to oh be my, yeah. So it turned out to be a gem. So meanwhile, you're going to want to get to California <laughs> at 7 a.m. for me. I'm going to be like, Mina, I think we should cut bosses. <laughs> I know. But no, I I love it because, you know, one of the hardest things I think, you know, when, if you want to think back before, when we were hiring our marketing team, they wanted us to show up all the time. Like the prompt was get on video, do Facebook lives, Mm -hmm. Instagram lives. And we felt so overwhelmed by even that schedule of like, when do we show up? How do we show up? Which let me read this off because I didn't realize Sarah put this in there because my weeks are off. She said with the podcast and bosses and breakfast, you're actually putting out free content three times a week for 18 weeks by the time episode 200 airs. Wow. It's crazy, right? So I just want to share that with all of you too, because I mean, that's the thing, right? We felt the same way you felt. Listen, we had our own businesses that were not, you know, I it needed another piece of us for sure. Yeah. Like we, I have a consulting business, but it's not a socially, like a social marketing, like mm-hmm. I'm not putting myself out on my consulting business. I mean, it has little labels, but it's not, she wasn't necessarily the face of it. So when we did um, the product class. We're like, Hey, let's do this podcast, which overwhelmed. It was overwhelming in the very beginning too, to think, okay, how are we going to come up with content? Mm-hmm. Okay, we realized we have no shortage of content, <laughs> no shortage of talking. So we did that and we were like, okay, okay, this is great. You know, and it's like, it's like, you have to warm up to it anyways. And so then when they were like to show up on video, do this, we kind of felt overwhelmed too. But the cool thing is, and this is just a tip for all of you as well. We double, we, we stack it. So we know we tell you to batch things. Like if you're mm-hmm. shipping, do all the shipping together. If you're going to be um, pouring candles or people are always like you use candles as an example, making mm-hmm. cookies, built, making jewelry. You're not going to make like five different necklaces at the same time. Make one, one necklace and make it, you know, this production line. Well, Mina and I are doing that with showing up on social media or at least these lives because uh-huh. we go live to our Facebook page for the product class. We go live into our community as well. So it airs in two places 
And we have our we have our second device. You know, we're not great at tech, all of you that are on there with us. Mm-hmm. And we go on Instagram Live as well. So if we're going to go live, we know we're doing it Wednesday mornings at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. And we go live to all of our social platforms. Right. And who knows? Maybe soon we'll be live to YouTube, but we're going to do it at the same time. Yeah. And some examples of that, if you're, you know, making um, goods, like what Jacqueline was saying, you could be listening to podcasts at the same time as making pouring candles. Like you said, that's, you know, self-improvement and education are also probably a little bit of levity if you happen to be listening to our podcast and laughing along. Right. And, um, and then also maybe you're also doing a reels about shipping or you're doing a story about behind the scenes, right? Two birds could be possibly a whole bunch of birds, one stone. But even if you want to just think about social media, when we tell you to show up on social media, even if you want to just think about that and be like, okay, and if you want to know how to do it, we have our laptops. And we have our iPhones and we yeah. just have and done is better than perfect. We're in a garage right now. We're in a garage, <laughs> socially distanced with our children playing outside and lots of wind. <laughs> with laugh. I'm sitting on a, um, on a deck chair. Like I'm like a soccer mom right now. Yeah. I this is a, what are these called? Lawn chairs. You're in a lawn chair. Yeah. And I love it so much. So you just, <laughs> just improvise and just try it. But if you want, if you want to show up in more places, um, if you can d- do like female founders. We record mm-hmm. female founders episodes live on Facebook so that we're also going live for our community on our Facebook page. And then we re-air out the podcast. So just think about that too, as you're all starting to try and think like how and when do I show up with this content and engaging with my, my customers. Um, just think about how we're doing it all. Yeah. So next one, I love that Sarah put this in there and she's put gas station champagne. Yeah, you did. As a tr- tradition, right? And I think that just ties into our philosophy of keeping it simple or done is better than perfect because it didn't have to be a fancy bottle of champagne. It didn't have to be a cork. I still celebrated. I still stopped by the gas station and made it work and still reflected on, you know, meeting the best goals that we made in August and September. So though we're giving you all these suggestions, celebrate in the way that you want. If it's ice cream, if it's fancy chocolate, if it's, you know, taking a walk, right? But really, really feeling like you did something to commemorate this little win that happened. Yeah. And so when, so for those of you who have no idea what Mina is talking about (laughs) in September, right? It was September. Yeah. Which this ties in. in. No, it was in August. It was in August and September. This next one kind of ties, actually, these are out of order. So rock your holiday promotions, which is the story of the gas station champagne that I'll let Jacqueline get into. But that was a different win too, or another layer of a win because we had 11,000 people run through that challenge this year. And last year when we did it, we had maybe what, 5,000? No, not that many because wasn't the first time we had 1,500 maybe? Okay. We had 2,000 altogether. Oh, okay. Yeah. So that's to 11,000 this year. And yeah. we ran the challenge twice last year. And then we ran the challenge twice this year. So that's crazy bonkers as well. Um, so the story goes, and this is numbers, right? So why did we drink champagne that night? Well, we, we have our Rocker Holiday Promotions Challenge that we run every, you know, fall to get you all ready for the holidays. And it's also a way that we, um, you know, engage with our community, get them to know us. Uh, grow our list. And then at the end of it, we do sell a multi-shoe machine, which is our signature course. So we set ourselves a goal of like a good goal of how many courses we wanted to sell 
a, a good, a better goal, and then a best goal. And we were live, and and we were we already saw it. Like I think we had our good within the first day. Mm-hmm. And so um, Mina, Mina was like, "We're gonna celebrate with champagne." And all she could do was she found champagne at the gas station. I think she, like you probably like impromptu were like, "Oh, I yeah." Buy well, something. I have my kids with me, yeah. and you know, I have to like run in, lock yeah. the doors. It's a process. <laughs> you know, pandemic time. So we were live, and she's like, "I got champagne. I got it at a gas station." And then if you, any of you saw it, we um we she popped the champagne and drink straight out of the bottle and it was gas station champagne. It didn't matter though because she had the win that she wanted to have um, and she was able to get champagne, uh, have the champagne as well. So, um, and I was able to share that. I did that on video. Oh, it was awesome. <laughs> it was like some people's favorite moments. Of me. Yeah. <laughs> so this time, yeah, and since I'm driving across country, I um, brought this uh, champagne. Real champagne. <laughs> the bags and make her so I'm glad I made it here. Right. Okay. So here is another one. And that is, we actually, this year in May of 2020, came out with another course, Survival Kit Course Bundle. In the middle of the pandemic, when everyone was making sourdough. And honestly, I didn't think it was May. I thought it was April, but maybe it was May. Well, know? I think we, so the shutdown happened in March. We had just wrapped our first Best Seller Secrets Challenge. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we were going to launch again in April, but then there was the pandemic. Where uh-huh. we can't do it, so we built the course in April. Yeah, and then launched it again. Yeah, which is no so- small feat for any of you, got all of you, like listening. Um, it was incredibly hard work at the hardest time of grasping what was happening in the nation. Oh yeah, it was un- like unprecedented times, and all we could do was just be like. We need to go to our off. We need to go to our office and figure this out. Like we, yeah. we showed up live. I think like almost every day during that right. time. We we paid attention. So you know, we were just we were paying attention to what was happening um, in okay. stores and retailers and what restaurants were doing. We were watching how people were adaptive and adapting. And then we also conceived bestsellers or um, survival kit course bundle. We were like, what do they need right? now and mm-hmm. it's been such an awesome course because people continue to buy it every single day yeah um you know through 2020 because now it may not be that emergency reaction but it is still a, a such a helpful course because all of you need to figure out how to show up more on video and mm-hmm. um how to pivot and continue to sell your stuff and how to get things done from home especially with this idea of um home school i know we're all starting to adapt to it but when your kids are home more and your spouses are home more, it's it's new. Yeah, it's a fantastic course bundle because we're going to leave. I just think of it as just like how I do the email list, right? We have another course and it is a fantastic bundle because it's one of those where if someone feels stuck, we can say you should do the survival kit course bundle and it will give them immediate results. Yeah. You know, and so I think that's super helpful because we're able to help them immediately. Um and it doesn't require them to do much. Be, there's, they don't have to build a website. They don't have to, you know, um, use what they don't have. They don't have to come out with another product. They use what they have on the shelf and they sell it in the way that we teach them. And it just is a way for them to move forward without a lot of um, thinking. You so know. this was not in our plan either. So I know in the beginning of the year, a lot of you had plans. Our plan was not to build a course in <laughs> four weeks right? and get it out there. Um, but we did. So we turned a new product. In and that alternate universe, you and I would have went to social media marketing world and pandemic would not have come. Just imagine like all the things that happened. I don't even remember what we planned for this year. 
before. When, well, I will tell you. Right. So we planned to go to social media marketing world because right. this was going to be the year of going to more in-person things. That's remember? Right. We were going to have more in-person Right. Events. Right. Like, and we were going to do like monthly, even, yeah, even for our masterminds, we we're going to have in-person events. Yeah, we were. And we thought, okay, well, this, that's what we're going to do this year. And then that was totally scrapped. Yeah. With which everything. we know for so many people in person uh-huh. was scrapped. And so we figured out how we could show it more online uh-huh. and pivoting our products. And I also want to see, we didn't go and make things for everything. So it wasn't like me and I dropped like three or four different courses separate. We made this bundle. We bundled it all together because we needed to it needed to be clear to our community and our students, like what their needs were. So I think we saw that a lot too with our product classes that, you know, it wasn't like this pandemic happened. Let's make even more things. It was yeah. like getting really concise on what you made and what you sold. Yeah, absolutely. I think that that's one thing that we taught very early on immediately when the pandemic hit. And this is for all the product bosses too, is that there are several things that you should lean into. One of them was go back to your customer's needs, right? So if you're pouring candles, if you're making pottery, what is it that your customer needs from you? Well, from our customer, right, which, which is all of you, you needed to know how to sell online with or without a website because online is where it was at, yeah. still is. And so with your customer, when you're thinking about that, okay, well, I need to get them on my email list, but I also need to maybe perhaps offer curbside pickup, or I need to um, give them this particular thing since they're spending more time at home, you know, or I need to switch up my messaging. So it was, or I need to make a kit because they need the experience. Yep. So it, it really came full circle and how we were thinking about, okay, our customers needs have changed, but so does every product bosses out there. Yep. So that was huge. Yeah. Okay. So next one is, and I always forget about this, but it was a really big win. We created workshops on a whim. Oh yeah. We also did that. (laughs) Oh my God. I blinked. That was during the summer. (laughs) Virtual summer workshops. It was a five part series. We created the whole thing. We ran it. It was fantastic. And 150 people joined those in that amount of time and spent five weeks straight with us of learning live and getting some of the recordings if they paid for the uh, recording bit. And what was cool about that, I mean, now you know our community, like 17,000 people on Instagram, 20,000 people on our email list. We were not even there though when we did the workshops in terms of the email list. But the cool thing is, is that, and you know how we tell you about like acquiring customers and it's easier to sell to customers when you get them versus needing to always find new customers. I just want to share a little bit about that because that was the same thing, right? Nina and I want to do these in-person events and we couldn't do it. Again, we thought, what do our cust- what do our customers or our students or our community need right now? And we're like, they need to learn these things in the workshops, right? Mm-hmm. But we didn't, it wasn't a whole bunch of new courses. It was live, like our live event idea that we had. Um, we, we got people in that that we had never, there were like 60 mm-hmm. people live at a price point us. that we've never really offered yeah. with working with us directly. Yeah, exactly. Cause we were live with them, but it was just like really low price point. And, um, and what's amazing about that is after that, if you want to talk about, you know, customers or for us, our students buying journey, the buying journey, there was a huge amount of people that sort of were introduced to us in the workshops, um, got to know us, got to know our teaching style, got to you know see results very quickly. They became masterminders right after that, mm-hmm. which is a huge investment for them. I know some of you are listening and we, we appreciate it. And we know that it's a huge investment for you, but you're also seeing like 
we're hearing their financial wins and like yep. how they're having best sales ever. So you can see how they started taking action on their business. Um, people who signed up for the workshops that ended up, you know, paying for strategy sessions and becoming one-on-one students with us. And then those of them that joined the, the um, courses. So like multi-stream machines. So it's just really amazing because you could see again, like we offered a, a product that brought in new customers and then how they have turned into, we, you know, for you guys, it's customers, for us, it's students. And then how now they're like, some of them are in our inner circle. Right. As well. Right. And it's because they feel bonded to us during this time. And, and we we're, do too. Yeah. We we're so grateful for that. Too. Yeah. And I think that even as product bosses, you're going to see your customers, the ones that you fulfill their needs, the ones that you truly are authentic to and connect with, they're going to become bonded to you during this time of 2020. And we're seeing that more and more people who really are being, and we've talked about this as another episode, being more considerate with their dollars Mm -hmm. and the people that we know that are doing record breaking months are the ones that have a real connection with their customers. Yeah. A hundred percent. Which brings us to our last thing to celebrate. And this, I purposely left this for last. And that is we built a team. We did build a team. It was, did not come without its challenges. For sure. Because before 2020, we have had our fair share of, you know, we had Adrian at one point and then she shifted and went elsewhere. And we always felt like, how are we going to fill her spot? Right. Mm -hmm. And Adrian came on with DCC through you. Yeah. Adrian was my, she was my OBM and assistant. Yeah. So her online business manager. Yeah. And the product class wasn't that big at that point. It was not. She was kind of like helping us a little bit. Uh huh. We hired Amy and Amy had a team member. So we had like two sort of virtual people. And then, we had Danielle, and then we finally hired Lauren. Lauren, Lauren runs this ship. She's the captain. She is. Um, so Lauren, we hired her at the second round of Rocket Holiday Promotions last year. So she's, so she's a year with us. Yeah, she's been with us for a year. And um, so I wanted to kind of talk about our team because when I was, if you guys follow us on social media, on Instagram, we talked, um, I put up a post about our personalities, right? And so one of them was that um, Jacqueline for sure is a visionary, right? And I am a, when I went, yeah, visionary. When I went back to go look, because I always know I have an integrator's mind. It actually was, you may not be either one, right? But I lean towards being more so an integrator. And I, I literally, when I remember taking the quiz, always felt like that fits me better. Like I feel like that, is who I am, who I lean towards every day. But there's days probably that I am a visionary, you know, like my mind is there instead. But Lauren is for sure an integrator. So I was up really late last night. My mind was like reeling a thousand times, you know, like sometimes it just reels. So many things are on my mind. But the reason why I like having Lauren on our team, and I think that the reason why she clearly was the best fit after all those people we went through was that it allows us to stop our minds in that integration part because that's where we actually need the most help. And so I'm able to like sleep. I always say this to her. She makes it so I can sleep because I can actually (laughs) turn off my brain. And oftentimes like we are doing this secret project right now. It's going to be not so secret when we air this, but I'll have, uh, because I know she gets, she thinks in that way. I'll say, can you confirm that I'm thinking about this back end correctly? Right. And so she lives in integrator mind. And so that really helps because we have no, no, um, shortage of ideas over here. 
but we need an integrator to actually implement it. So a lot of you might be thinking like, what is a visionary and what is an integrator? So, um, is it Rocket Fuel or Traction? Yeah, it's Rock, Rocket Fuel. So Rocket Fuel is a book that um, we like love. Like Gino, Gino something, with something. Just looking it up really fast. So, um, And EOS is Entrepreneurial Operating System. Operating Systems, which he teaches, which when you start to add teams on and you, if you guys feel like this uh, works for you in a lot of our, the top masterminders are starting to implement this because they have huge teams, like 20 people and they need to manage people. But yeah, Gino Wickman, the book is called Rocket Fuel. We'll put a link to it. Gino, below. right? It's not a woman. It's yeah, G I N O. And he wrote this book and he talks about the visionary versus the integrator and understanding because for me as a visionary, I do need someone to help me take these big ideas that I have and break it down into like a project step by step mm-hmm. and, and make it happen, which I think is why part of the reason when Mina and I first got together, it worked so well. And then adding more to the team, exactly what Mina said, because she's like, she's kind of. She's both. She could be both. Um, it's great to have Lauren be able to say, like, let me take that part off your plate so we can live in that visionary place a little bit more, which is a creative yeah. world. For sure. And I think I feel much more comfortable. Like, if you think of it, like, because when you take the rocket fuel quiz, which is free, um, it gives you percentages. And I think it was, like, 80% integrator, right? And so I often think of it as, okay, well, most of the time, I'm 80% of the time, I'm an integrator's mind, and then I have that 20% in the visionary. Well, I think Jacqueline is more, like, 100% visionary. I was, like, 120. Yeah. So imagine, like, you know, when Jacqueline and I talk to each other, we, we come up with the idea. Mm-hmm. We're able to flip-flop back and forth and kind of vacillate between those two parts of our minds. And then... Um, usually I will take it and I deconstruct it. So Mm -hmm. it'll be like the breaking it down into the framework. And then I'll actually, in a way, present it to Jacqueline, right? Because it still needs an extra 20% of that visioning that needs to happen, right? And then it goes to her and she kind of reworks some things and then throws it back to me. So that is really the gist of our relationship of us going back and forth. Well, we need somebody who can understand all of that. It's really quite hard. You know, and so I think that Lauren is the best person for that. Like, she's just excellent at being able to know why we say certain things. I mean, it can't be a small, it cannot be easy to deal with two personalities, two different mind styles, two different approaches. And so she's been such a huge addition to our team and we've had her on for a year. And I think that that's been huge. True. And she's been able to adapt with us. So as we've had this like growth or when things have gone um, nuts. Like she's been there. She's also, I find her to be our protector. Oh yeah. And she's also, um, she's also our cheerleader. So mm-hmm. there'll be times where she'll actually pep talk us. Like mm-hmm. if something has happened, um, you know, something negative, she'll, she'll do something. She sent us both this like guide to busy moms. Mm-hmm. She sent us after these launches, she sent us like lavender, a lavender candle and this book. That's amazing. And then there'll be times where she's like, if something happens, it's negative. She'll be like, I'll handle it and take it off our plate. Mm-hmm. So she's like, our guard dog. She mm-hmm. is our rah rah. Um, she's and she's the one that makes sure that this business keeps working. We're when we SOS her, she literally says on it. Right. And I trust her so much with just like having our back so fully that I think that that is such a huge asset. Like us walking into 2021 or fourth quarter with that is huge. Yeah. And then the other thing, then adding to the team, then what, what was the coolest thing is that then uh, in February, we needed, we saw her hitting her capacity and we needed help. And so we actually gave her the job of the next hire. 
Yeah. We said, what do you need to me? What do our, what does our business need? What do you need? Um, and then we said, go hire that, person. go hire that person. And then she hired Sarah who I love Sarah because Sarah is definitely a delight. You know, like she doesn't care if we are like having bad days and I'm certain which my um, love language is um, acts of service and gifts and they're tied up. And I think that yours are similar, right? Mine gifts. is not acts of service. Mine's um, gifts and um, gifts is number one. <laughs> it's a sweet spot. Um, and then I think it's quality time. Quality time. Okay. Well, Sarah, I'm pretty sure without having her take the test that her love language is acts of service because she will delightfully serve us at any whim. And it makes it easier for me because I'm not great with delegating, mm-hmm. you know? And, but at the same time, it's, she's always like, goes above and beyond. When, and, and not to like serve us, like, like we're not even with her. It's not like, go get your coffee. But she thinks, she thinks forward for us. Yes. So she, she knows she kind of, she knows she's in charge of our community and our emails and, and she'll be like, hey, what do I need to do next? If she's really uh-huh. like forward. And I didn't even tell you this. So when I came up with this episode, because we were kind of on the fence, Jacqueline was kind of on the, on the fence about celebrating. And I think that's because we have a hard time celebrating each other a bit, you know, like, because we feel like, should this be part of the podcast? Should this be more like we celebrate behind the scenes, right. that sort of thing. But I thought, you know what, we should practice what we preach. We definitely should be teaching people how to celebrate. And, um, so what Sarah did, cause I told her about my idea and all that stuff. So, um, originally I was going to get balloons from party city and what she did was she went on to party city and made me a shopping list That's amazing. of all these different things. There was like a, you know, shooting confetti thing and all this stuff. I ended up not doing it because I was like, you know, I think she foresaw that I was going to be overwhelmed by all of this yeah. stuff, but that's not to say that when we're in person, eventually our team, that we can't go back to that list and celebrate all together with, you know, confetti cannons and all these things that she had on the list. And it just was so nice to have somebody who's just considerate. And, you know, when I say acts of service, acts of service, when, if you read that love language, it's like taking out the garbage without being asked. Yeah. Oh yeah. Which is why he'll bring me coffee. Yeah. Um, Cause acts of service is how he shows it. But then, you know, I, and I buy him gifts. So really, <laughs> so really you're supposed to do what their love languages. <laughs> Right. Uh, so sorry, we're like, this has been a long podcast. So yeah, then, like, yeah. the, 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 what do they call it? The natives are getting restless. <laughs> um, so yeah, so uh, see, that's what he's doing. He's going to go get like a sandwich for the kids. So um, anyways, so we added Lauren, we have Sarah, who's been amazing. And then we have a marketing team. Yes, an ads team. We have an ads, ads team. Um, so the total, we just counted it up. The total people on the product class team, which includes me and I, mm-hmm. are 12 people. 12 people, right? Some of them, well, most of them contractors, right? But as far as our core team, we have a core team, which is, you know, us four. And then there's the ads team, which is their own team. And they have like a lot of integral part in in how we spend our revenue, right? Because a lot of it is in ads. And they also help us also conceptualize and think about our marketing. So there's three to four of them. It depends on the time. Let's call it three of them, four of us. So seven people on a daily basis that are thinking about this business, that are strategizing and that are managing all the things in this business. So seven people. And then we have, you know, our podcast editor, our accountant, our bookkeeper, our graphic designer, graphic designers, um, 
What? Who else? Have we have a couple graphic designers. We have on and off VAs depending on you know uh-huh. um, uh, the challenges and things like that. So it's again, if we go back to Lauren, it was you, me, and Lauren mm-hmm. in. And then when Lauren couldn't handle the million things we threw at her, we said, you should hire somebody to help you. (laughs) And I feel like we're getting close to hiring another probably like um, assistant within our team. It will be Sarah's assistant, I would think, because once her plate gets full, then she'll need to hire somebody. But then that probably means that Lauren probably needs to hire somebody as well, right? Yeah. So it's like as we level up. So you can see also with growth, the team. So, I mean, this is, it's, it's, it's incredible. And the fact that we... Is that's it, right, for our wins? Yeah, that's it for our wins. I think that that was a huge one because I want to make it sure that everybody understands that these were all challenges that came out as wins, Yeah, right? Hiring a team is no small feat. I mean, it was really hard. We (laughs) flopped on our faces so many times. Oh, I am not good at hiring. Let me just put it out there. (laughs) I should not be allowed to hire. And, you know, and we've grown and now it feels really good. We're in a good place. This has been a tumultuous year, like what Jacqueline was saying, but it's also, we were able to find a lot of the wins, right? And and actually just in review, because, you know, we talk about like hiccups or losses and stuff like that. Things that happened that didn't go as planned were that we were doing one-year masterminds. Oh, yeah. One-year masterminds. We also launched Dash and ended Dash. Yeah. So we launched Dash in uh, December of last year, Dash Insiders, which is a membership program, which we did the first three months on it. And we realized pretty quickly that it it wasn't something that we could sustain and wasn't the right thing for our community. We didn't feel aligned in it. And I remember... It was hard on our team. Like we went back and forth on what should we should do. And we ended up closing it. And now I feel so relieved at that, right? Because yeah. hindsight just is is twenty twenty. And that was, I mean, that was tumultuous. That was like people were upset that we shut it down. Mm-hmm. People wanted, didn't want to be in it. You know, there was, it was just it was not it was not. Ideal. This was pre pandemic. This is pre pandemic. So we we're actually really grateful that it ended right before the pandemic yeah. happened because it was an, an investment for people. Um, so that happened. We were supposed to launch. Uh, one-year masterminds, but we we messed up and we launched them during Q4 of last year, which too many people had too many plans. Like, um, uh-huh. the, like it's not busy. Good, yeah. And so that was something that didn't go well, um, which then we realized in the pandemic, like our masterminds right now are limited and three months because we, we had to adapt it. Mm-hmm. What else happened that was not ideal? Team members that we hired that ended up not being right for our team. So while we've had so many of these wins and we shared them, these are a couple of things that we don't necessarily always talk about, but have that have happened as well. I've we've both been sick this year. We actually haven't really mm-hmm. talked to them about it, but I think this idea of reflecting and we're both healthy right now. Yeah. Um, and we both, you know, that is one of the things that I've realized in my own self-reflection is that I'm terrible at taking care of myself. Yes, yeah, you know. <laughs> Well, yesterday when Mina and I were meeting up, Mina was on the phone. She's like, I don't even remember the last time I ate. And my husband's in the car and he goes, you sound like my wife. (laughs) I know. So that's been something that has been an ongoing thing. But that's the thing of self-reflection, right? We at least we're reflecting enough. We're like, we really need to take care of ourselves. We're aware of it. Which is why we decided together as a team that this last quarter of the year, we got through like the hardest parts. You know, know, we set all of you up for success as well to hit this Q4. We launched Rock Your Holiday Promotions in the summer, basically, Mm -hmm. um, to get you all ready. And then we knew, okay, what are are we going to dedicate the last quarter to? Well, we're going to dedicate it towards taking care of ourselves 
and taking care of our families and obviously still taking care of our community, mm-hmm. but not in this like output churn, you know, um, yeah. coming, we, we were actually going to launch another course and we decided that we were actually going to pause and take some time to heal. Yeah, for sure. And it, I think we're going to keep showing up because that's yeah. probably the easiest part, to be honest, is to show up on video, show up and support our community, but it will be more so not in, um, bandwidth of creating anything new you know it will be facilitating them our whole entire community with being encouraging with because I think that as we had in a fourth quarter and this is just like what we said at the beginning of this podcast is that as you had in a fourth quarter it will get overwhelming mm-hmm. and I think the best thing that we can give all of you and the best thing you can give each other is support yeah and um and we'll be right there with you you so we want to thank all each and every one of you um for being a part of our community and helping us hit these goals um it's been i'll say it to my husband every so often i just like sometimes i'll sit back like how you couldn't sleep last night sometimes i'll sit back and be like i can't even believe this is happening because and when i say that like hitting our revenue goals like having a twenty thousand person list Mm -hmm. over half a million down half a million downloads on our podcast when we started this, we started this podcast. We we're just going to start a podcast. Yeah. I don't think I don't, I had no expectation of this business. Um, I definitely didn't have an expectation that it was going to take over our other businesses. Yeah. Um, and kind of be, you know, this, this main revenue stream for our family or, you know, it'd be our income. Mm-hmm. Um, and then this community, I think even more than the revenue, like the community, the people that we know, like seeing the success rate, success of our, the businesses we work with, it has been slightly overwhelming in how much it makes me feel. I never realized the gravity of having an impact. An impact. Yeah. I never. Like, never realize how much that can sometimes weigh on you, but at the same time, make you feel like you're a completely different person. Like yeah. nothing you would ever even imagine in your life that you would be impacting these people, their families, the money they bring home, the businesses they create, the decisions that they make on a daily basis, as well as a yearly basis. And it feels like, I feel so grateful for it. And I feel so like, is this what people feel like when they found their purpose in life? Like, you know? And it wasn't even a purpose I knew that I was aiming for. Yeah, it just, no, not at all. We kind of also grew into it. And it's, it's, it's crazy. My, my mother-in-law bought, bought me this quote. It's by Pablo Picasso that says, the meaning of life is to find your gift. The purpose of life is to give it away. But I always thought like I was a fashion designer and, uh-huh. I, would, and I would make clothes. And not uh-huh. that I was impacting anyone, that I would make clothes. And then for my designer consulting co-op, I help people start businesses, but it, it didn't, it, you know, it's one-on-one work. It was, it was impactful to them in their lives, but it was still sort of, I don't know. It just, it wasn't. And then as we've grown this community and I still love and my clients and I love it, the whole thing, but as we grow this community, even the people that have never signed up for a single course, mm-hmm. but we know we're reaching them in your buds mm-hmm. and you know that we're trying to help as they kind of also take steps forward. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's just been mind blowing. It has been mind blowing. Like on a personal level, on like on everything, you know what? Let, we'll round this out with thank God we found each other. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even 
even know where my life would be. My husband and I were talking about that. He's like, oh my God, you'd still be doing my company the way I used to do it. I was miserable. Like, you know, it was just, and then I, I didn't, like James said, we interviewed our families last night and he said like, I would kind of listen. He used to get so annoyed because he had to listen to all the business talk. <laughs> so he's like, thank God he found Nina because then he could talk to her I about I bet he business. wasn't annoyed. I bet he just. Oh no, he was annoyed. He's like, don't you have someone else for this? <laughs> So you're running a business, you have a team, and you're like the head of the business. You're not going to talk to your team members about like how right. successful it is. And uh-huh. my friends weren't entrepreneurs, so uh-huh. what do they know? You yeah. Know? But yeah, thank God we found each other. Right, and we're actually facilitating other. the idea for other people finding you know these other people in the world that speak their same language yeah. that they can feel like the, the sky's a possibility. Things they never dreamed of or, or envisioned could possibly happen with the people that they meet. Yeah, three years ago when we started this, it was let's start a mastermind that had nine people in it. And a podcast. It just mm-hmm. somebody downloads it. Mm-hmm. And now, I mean, we're going to hit a million downloads, you know, probably early next year. Yeah. Um, and just the things that it's allowing for our lives and, and uh-huh. also the impact that we're having. So uh, we want to round this by saying thank you. Like, yes. Truly, gratefully. Thank you. Like, thank you for being in our community. Thank you for sharing your wins with us. Thank you for showing up every week and listening. Thank you for letting us be humans that, you know, that have children playing outside <laughs> while they're podcasting. Yeah, that just are figuring it out along, on, along the way, but always believing in us as well. And knowing that we don't have all the answers, but at the same time, our intentions are always at the best, I feel like, you know. Yeah. And, and, and letting us have those growing pains because this year has been definitely where we make decisions and we wonder if they're right or wrong or, or whatever else. But you know what? It doesn't matter whether they're yeah, right or wrong because right. mm-hmm. we'll just keep stepping forward. You just have to keep moving forward and we'll yeah. figure, you figure it out as you go. Yeah. And we're so thankful for all of our listeners, for our community and just... I mean, it, none of none of it would be possible without them. Yes. Thank you for being a part of this very long podcast episode with us. And thank you for being a part of our journey. Thank you. One last thing before we go, we created this podcast as a reminder that you are not alone. Growing a product business is hard and we want to help you through it. So thank you so much for listening because we truly appreciate it. And we want to give a special shout out to those of you that have left a review. Thank you. We read every single one of them, including this five-star review from Janelle Lee. It's titled Loving This Podcast. I am so thankful for Jacqueline and Mina and their wonderful podcast. They are so inspiring and cover so many different facets of owning a small business. At the same time, they are approachable, genuine, and provide a wonderful balance of laughter and fun. Jacqueline and Mina's personalities are a wonderful balance. They are bright, knowledgeable, and really care. Thanks, Janelle. Yeah, thanks, Janelle. We know this takes time for you guys to take time out of your day to leave us these reviews and to think so thoughtfully through them. And we really love reading these. And these really help us reach more people and help more small businesses, which is our ultimate mission. So thank you again, Janelle. And thank you to all of you that have left us a five-star review.